or that the consequences of his career were unambiguously good. He was not a Hitler or a Stalin, nor indeed a Genghis Khan. Even so, one source claims that over a million enemies were killed during his campaigns. Ancient attitudes differed from those of today, and the Romans had few qualms about Caesar's wars against foreign opponents like the tribes of Gaul. In eight years of campaigning, at the very least, Caesar's legions killed hundreds of thousands of people in the region and enslaved as many more. At times he was utterly ruthless, ordering massacres and executions, and on one occasion the mass mutilation of prisoners whose hands were cut off before they were set free. More often he was merciful to defeated enemies, for the essentially practical reason that he wanted them to accept Roman rule, and so become the peaceful, tax-paying population of a new province. His attitude was coldly pragmatic, deciding on clemency or atrocity according to which seemed to offer him the greatest advantage. He was an active and energetic imperialist, but having said that, he was not the creator of Roman imperialism, merely one of its many agents. His campaigns were not noticeably more brutal than other Roman wars. Far more controversial at the time were his activities in Rome, and his willingness to fight a civil war when he felt that his political rivals were determined to end his career. His grievances had more than a little justice, but even so, when Caesar took his army from his province into Italy in January 49 BC, he became a rebel. The civil wars that followed his assassination finally brought the Roman Republic to an end. Its condition may already have been terminal because of Caesar's own actions— The Republic fell and was replaced by the rule of emperors, the first of whom was his heir. During his dictatorship, Caesar held supreme power and had generally governed well, bringing in measures that were sensible and statesmanlike and for the good of Rome. Previously, the Republic had been dominated by a narrow senatorial elite, whose members all too often abused their position to enrich themselves by exploiting poorer Romans and the inhabitants of the provinces alike. Caesar took action to deal with problems that had been acknowledged as real and serious for some time, but which had not been resolved because of a reluctance to let any individual senator gain the credit for the act. The republican system was pretty rotten, and had been troubled by violence from before Caesar's birth, and civil war from early in his life. He won supreme power by military force, and we know that he employed bribery and intimidation at other stages in his career. His opponents were no different in their methods, and were as willing to fight a civil war to destroy Caesar's position as he was to defend it, but that is only to say that he was no better or worse than they were. After his victory, he ruled in a very responsible manner, and in marked contrast to the senatorial aristocracy, his measures were designed to benefit a much broader section of society. His regime was not repressive, and he pardoned and promoted many former enemies. Rome, Italy, and the provinces were all better off under Caesar than they had been for some time. Yet, if he governed responsibly, his rule also effectively meant the end to free elections, and, however just his rule was, in the end monarchy would lead to emperors like Caligula and Nero. It was the wealthy elite at Rome who tended to write the histories, and Caesar's rise meant a reduction in the power of this class. Therefore, many sources are critical of him for this reason. 
Caesar was not a moral man. Indeed, in many respects, he seems amoral. It does seem to have been true that his nature was kind, generous, and inclined to forget grudges and turn enemies into friends, but he was also willing to be utterly ruthless. He was an inveterate womanizer, disloyal to his wives and his numerous lovers. Cleopatra is by far the most famous of these, and the romance may have been genuine on both sides, but it did not stop Caesar from having an affair with another queen soon afterwards, or from continuing his pursuit of the aristocratic women of Rome. He was extremely proud, even vain, especially of his appearance. It is hard to avoid the conclusion that from a young age Caesar was absolutely convinced of his own superiority. Much of this self-esteem was justified, for he was brighter and more capable than the overwhelming majority of other senators. Perhaps like Napoleon...